Good evening, Sportsonians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Aguilaro. I am your host for what should be a very interesting edition of This Is Sports Zone. And as always, we are recording live via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Network uh, Radio Network. I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to lie. I forgot what their new name is. Um, <laughs> so it's still the Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. Um, and of course, we are re, uh, we are rebroadcast on all our various podcasting outlets, whether it's Anchor, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in however you choose to watch us. We definitely thank you for joining us tonight and whenever you are listening to us. And like I said, we have what should be a very, very interesting show for you tonight. Uh, we should be joined by both Dave Hastings and Eric Tressler in a matter of moments here. And we do have a lot to talk about tonight. Now, obviously, the Super Bowl was this past Sunday. Uh, the Chiefs did beat the San Francisco 49ers by a score of 31 to 20. But I, I have a strange feeling we're probably not going to talk about the Super Bowl, at least for maybe the first half of the show. I just I don't see us starting off in that because today was a big news day. So I worked all day today. And um, the, the thing that I knew about was that the Knicks fired uh, Steve Mills as their team president, which, you know, if you listen to this show, you know that I have advocated for this one for a while. Um, I never thought he was a good team president for the team. Uh, I never wanted him. I never liked him. I thought he should have been fired right alongside Phil Jackson back then. So the fact that he was fired today, I am totally fine with it. I look forward to see what Scott Perry could do now that the shackle of Steve Mills is off. But, okay, so first of all, I want to announce Dave Hastings is here tonight. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, uh, I'm dandy. I'm dandy. And my mother's in the chat room right now. Hi, Mom. Hope you're good. Um so let me explain this, because Dave, I, I know you know what is going on right now, and I know you know what, what could wind up happening tonight, but um, I, I want to give a little pretense to this story. So as I started to say before you came on, um, I worked all day today, so the only bit of news that I knew happened on my ride home was that uh, Steve Mills got fired. And when I was driving home, normally, especially on a Tuesday, I'm listening to the fan so I can cash up, see some things that I missed. Well, today, I, I didn't feel like doing that. I got to be honest. I put on my favorite podcast, and I'm, I'm driving home. I'm laughing. I'm having a good time and everything. And I'm about 15 minutes away from uh, Chester, which is where I live. And I hear my alerts on my phone that I got a text message. But I'm not checking the text message while I'm driving. So I, I didn't check it. So I go, I, I get, get into Chester, and I go to pull over to get something to eat. And I look at the phone, and our dear friend Eric Tressler has sent us on the group text that we all have a picture of porta potties on fire. Now, again, Dave, I have no idea what this is about. 
So I'm laughing. I'm just like, oh, that's nice. He got this in picture form. I'm all happy for Eric that he found this picture of the flaming porta potties because we know he likes his flaming porta potties and his dumpster fires and all these things. So I, I, I text back and I did not get a response to this on the group text. Wow, that's very funny. Ha ha ha. Is this, is this in reference to something? And I didn't get a text back. And then I turn on Francesa. And I hear the news that this deal that the, 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 the Wilpons had in place to sell the franchise to Steve Cohen is probably dead. So, <laughs> I, I want your thoughts on this first, because I have some thoughts on this. Eric needs to get his ass on this show very quickly. I thought me doing that whole preamble would be enough time for him to get on. Let's let's hear your thoughts when you hear heard this. It's the Mets, man. I don't. I, it's it's the Mets. I mean, what else would you expect other than something that's going to disappoint you? They just waited till before the season started, so that way you know you can enjoy that. But I mean, <laughs> it's just like so. It's the mess. I mean, that's, that's like my reaction. And that's fair. And I got to be honest. Um, I personally, I mean, they hired a manager. They were walking down the street and they fell in a hole that absolutely everybody but them saw. And they fell straight in the goddamn hole that was Carlos Beltran. So they had to find a new manager. Now they have a deal in place with an owner, and now they don't have it. And I got to be honest, you know, when me and Eric did our reaction a couple months ago when this news first broke, I said this deal wasn't finalized. I said something could still happen so that this deal could fall through. Because I, I, I wanted to believe it, but I, I wasn't 100% convinced because what you may not remember, Dave, is in 2000, so in 2012, when they were still suffering the effects of the whole uh, Ponzi scheme, the Madoff thing, they sold off small minority ownership stakes in the Mets for $20 million. One of those guys was a hedge fund owner by the name of David Einhorn. I, when we did the reaction, I said David Tepper, which I later found out is wrong. Obviously, that's the guy who owns the Carolina Panthers. But hey, David Einhorn tried to do the same thing back in 2013, and it fell through. And that's basically what happened here. And Eric Tressler is now on the line. Eric, how are you? Oh, Eric. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm just letting you rant. Like, do you huh? Oh, I didn't start. I, I don't agree. I, I don't agree. I don't huh? agree with your text to me earlier that the that the Giants are so dumpster fire, bigger dumpster fire because yeah, well they are. The Giants they are, are a winning organization that. who's had a couple of bad years and they've changed a couple of coaches. It's still not quite where the Mets are at. But and, well, it's, and really, if you well, wait, 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 first of all, first of all, first of all, wait, wait, first of all, first of all, you don't get to take back what you said a few weeks ago when you coined the whole flaming porta potty thing on your Giants. You don't get to take that. You don't get to take that back. Huh? Makes the Mets look worse. 
Not, not really, not really. It, no, it's anything. 100%. It's typical Mets. You guys are at level ten. We're still at level four. If anything, it validates the whole four. You're where, dude, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. You're not doing this tonight. You're not doing this tonight because I didn't even really get to say anything when you came on. But I blame you for this whole shit. Okay, this is all <laughs> your fault, in my opinion. All right, yep, this is all, all your fault. No, no, no. Yes, it is exactly. I'm going to explain the why this fault. Are no, 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 hang on, hang on, doing? hang on. This is your fault, and I'm going to tell you why this is your fault. Because when we did our reaction a couple months ago, I tried to tell you this could fall through. I tried to be the calm one and not count the chickens before they have. And what was your response? Oh, be happy. You're always so negative. Shut the fuck up. You let me be oh, negative no, 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 no. because you can't. You can your happens all the me. time. This is this is your fault. This is your fault, not sir. My fault. And, and no, no, absolutely. You next yeah, time I am this is your delusion. Next time I tell you I'm being realistic, you shut your mouth and you let me be realistic. God damn it! Because I knew no, something like this could happen. It huh? sucks to wait for your realism. It sucks for your fandom. Sucks. I'll be honest. Huh? Being a Met fan is pure. Being a Met fan is pure misery, and you just wallow in the misery. And even when I try to give you a glimpse of happiness, you guys still find a way to fuck it up. Because on your own. we, because we knew it. that the rock was coming out, you jackass. I, I didn't swear know to God. The Wilpons did it. You blame the Wilpons. Oh, I blame you, Wilpon. I blame you because this is your fault. If you would have let me just sit with my negativity and my realism, you're right. Your negativity would have felt better. The whole ship afloat. Anyway, 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 your team is a bigger dumpster fire than the Mets are right now. The Mets actually are coming off of a winning season. And what well, it's wait, been, what it's been what? Six of the last... Let me explain my point. You haven't let me go yet. Let me explain okay, my point. Okay, all right, fine. The Mets are a bigger dumpster fire. Here's why the Mets are a bigger oh, dumpster fire. Oh, stop this. Stop Girl, this. You haven't even heard it. How do you stop it? You haven't heard it. I don't want to hear it because it's just going to be you making excuses for the Giants it's that you would never make for the, for the Mets. It has nothing to do with the Giants. These are all going to be Met points. Go we ahead. didn't have a wild boar story. We didn't fire a manager, then hire a manager, then fire him again, then fire a different guy because he was in some cheating allegation. This has all been a horrible off man made problems. The Steve, uh, Steve Cohen thing is a Wilpon problem. They brought these problems upon themselves. They've done it. The Mets themselves have done it. They are... Equivalent, like I said, to the Knicks at this point. They are as bad as the Knicks. The Giants are not there. I'm sorry. I'm not making excuses for the Giants. The Giants are still terrible. They're still a dumpster fire. I'm not saying they're not. Everybody needs to see what Judge does. They're bringing in all these ex-head -co uh, coaches as assistants. I don't know what's going on there. I got yeah, a good really job. We never, we never got a chance. We never, we never got a chance to talk about your new offensive coordinator. By the way, maybe we'll do that in a while. Yeah. Me. I'm not a fan of it, but I still have to see it. I still have to see it before I can downplay it. You know what I mean? With the Mets, we know what we're getting. It's ineptitude. Constantly. Every game. I, every I inning. Every day, ineptitude.
Okay, that, that's an over-exaggeration because, again, 86 wins, so obviously it's not every inning every that's day. That's what makes it and worse. Once again, a winning team with once these problems. Again, They're a winning once team again, with these problems. Once again, once again, you like to take what's going on in the front office and um, just kind of put it all on what's going on on the field. And here's the thing. You're not totally wrong. I refuse. I completely refuse the fact that the Mets are a bigger dumpster fire than the Giants. If we're talking about three ring circuses, we're going back well, to that. Let's get an unbiased opinion. Let's get an unbiased opinion. It's a three ring circus. Dave, I've heard him laughing. Let's get Dave's opinion. Well, you know when we do this, he just wanted it. He's he's even saying it in the chat room. He's even saying it in the chat room. I love it when they get like this. Dave is being entertained right now. And I know I'm really entertaining because you're just going against (laughs) it. I want his honest opinion. All right. On some re- I, look, when it's all said and done, neither team is somebody a team you want to brag about right now. But when I think of my overall experience of either team, to me, I I can't see how you don't think the Mets are a bigger dumpster fire. I just don't. I mean, in our lifetime, they they've been a lot more disappointing than the Giants have been in the recent past couple years. It's not like the Mets have done anything special. I mean, it, you're not, like, raving about them. They have average years. They're basically the Cowboys of the early 2000s with 500 records. I'm I sorry. Mean, that's great. But, like, when you look at the Giants, I mean, at least – now, I don't like some of the moves they've made, like your cousin mentioned in the chat with them trading two draft picks for uh, – I think it was uh, not Leonard Williams. Um, no, wasn't it Leonard Williams? Uh, uh, Maybe yeah, it was. Well, yeah, Leonard Williams. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not the smartest move. But at the same time, you're taking a risk because at that point, like, they still had a chance. I mean, the division was still up for grabs. And, you know, you take your shot. It is what it is. But you have a guy that, to me, after his rookie year, looks like he should be the future of your team. I mean, uh, you never – to me, I'm not sold on a quarterback until I at least watch three full seasons. But he showed a hell of a lot of potential. Uh, you have your franchise running back. You, you know where your holes are. It's not, you know, anything that you can't figure out. And, I mean, you look at the Mets, and what are you really saying about them outside of the fact that, like, they're not – they maybe can be the third best team in their division. Like, I, I that's that. So, overall picture, I don't know. Like, look, both teams are dumpster fires, but, I, Mike, I really – I hate to not agree with you on this one. I really, well, I mean, really Dave, let's to, be, let's but. be honest. The majority of the time when it comes to these, you wind up going with Eric. So I, I appreciate what you're saying, but okay, fine. I, I accept that. But here's, here's the problem. You're, you're holding your head on a championship that was eight years ago. Okay. And since that time, the Mets have made a world series. The giants have made the playoffs one time. Since that championship and since Gettleman took over, this franchise has been straight trash. I'm sorry. We still have more championships in the last 10 years than the Mets have. Okay, you hold on that one. You hold on that one tight. Tight. Because in another year, you ain't going to be able to say you won a championship in 10 years. And you definitely ain't winning one next year. So I, I don't know. I don't know what you want uh, me to glean from that one. But uh, again, Mets have made a World Series. They've actually made the playoffs twice in the last eight years. Giants, 
made it one time, and half their players were on the banana boat and didn't show up to the game. So let's be honest here. The idea that the Mets are so much worse of a franchise as the Giants, and if you want to throw just the last five years into it, the idea that the Mets are a bigger dumpster fire than the Giants is a joke. Over the course of our joke. lifetime, they've been a much bigger dumpster fire, like Dave said, though. And that's the thing is it's the longevity. You're looking short term. But when you guys go picture. down, you guys are worse than us. Let's look at the period after Parcells left. Let's look at the period in between that, uh, that Super Bowl you guys made in 2000. That period in between that and when Eli really functioned. You guys, when you guys go down, you guys are at as bad and worse as the Mets. And yes, it's great. You have glimmers of hope. Where's the sustained success? Because honestly, you guys are bipolar, man. You guys have times where you win one championship, then you're in last place, then you're back in the playoffs, but you get bounced in the first round, then you're 8-8, eight eight, then okay, World uh, oh, wait, Super Bowl. Good that, job. You never heard the sayings? If you don't win, if you're not win, if you don't win it, you're not in it. It doesn't matter. If you don't win, if we're not winning the championship, I don't care. Then we might as well be in last place. I, but I'm sorry. You, I, okay, you guys are you guys are there right now. So good job there. Good job there. But anyway, I, I, I'm Ruben sorry. The shock. Where are you huh? guys? Somewhere in the middle of the first round? Huh? Middle of the first round. But wait a minute. You know as well as I do. The football and the basketball drafts are so much different than the baseball drafts. What did you point out there? You didn't point out anything. Good job. Good job with your draft status. The, any, any baseball team in a draft, you don't know for another three or four years whether or not that player is going to be any good. And most first-round picks flush out anyway. You can keep turning around to the draft or whatever you want, but overall, the Giants are still a yeah, better Yeah, switch off of that. You, you know I'm people, right, so go ahead, switch anybody, off. Anybody out there sports-wise, if you would rather play for the Giants organization and their ownership or if you would rather play for the Wilpons, who are you picking? And I guarantee you more than 90% of the people out there are going to pick the Giants and their ownership over the Wilpons and their ownership. The discussion is not are the Wilpons bad owners, even though, let's be honest, John Mara ain't, exact, ain't exactly been a great owner over the last five years either. <laughs> Let's not let's Again, not act like he's going so much term. better. Short term, huh? because years. that's what we're I'm talking about here. Yes, you want to you want to talk about what happened before we were born? You go right ahead. Let's talk about the 1980 season for the Giants. The last season they were fucking terrible. Let's talk about that. You want to go history? Come on. Well, these are the worst two Giant seasons in history. Back to back seasons in Giant history. There's never been a worse time than right now. And I'm still saying that I would still rather play for the Giants ownership than play for the Mets. Congratulations. Good for you. And I think um, that 90% of the people out there would agree with that. Congratulations. Good for them. But I, I do want to kind of get back on topic here because, I, I, okay, we, we did our little back and forth. That's great. Now, I, I want to say something about the actual story here because the idea that they had this deal and it was going to be the Wilpons as the control person for five years and then Cohen takes over, and apparently, I've heard about three different stories to this. Either Cohen wanted to take over sooner, the Wilpons wanted to change the terms of the deal, 
and or the the Cohen wanted to start spending money next season, and the Wilpons didn't want to do it. Bottom line is he's walking. I Eric, I will tell you this: only the Wilpons could fuck this up. You have a guy handing you two point four billion dollars to a franchise that, according to you, they don't even want anymore. But they didn't want to give up the control. How do you do this? And that's why I never bought that part of the story that you said a couple months ago, that the Wilpons didn't want to control the team anymore. And I, I just never bought that. They're all about control. They think they know what they're doing. They don't know what they they're doing. They want control, but they don't want to give up anything for it. They don't want to give up the power. They, they want to control everything and spend somebody else's money, and that wasn't going to work for Colin. Yeah. I, yeah. Even still, though, and I think we've been way too long on this. I think we got to get to the Super Bowl. It's, it's. I well, I want to, I want to bring up two things first, and then we'll spend the last little bit talking about the Super Bowl. Steve Mills was fired today, president of the Knicks. Uh, Eric, I think uh, you and me are going to agree on this one. This was long overdue. I told you months ago, I, I've never been a fan of Mills. I want to see what Scott Perry could do with Mills not in the, uh, in the driver's seat, as it will. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's they got to start over with a new new president, new GM, a new coach next year. I think they got to start from the top and work their way down again. It's, it's a mess. It's really what it is. It's a They're the biggest dumpster fire. fire in all of New York. I'm going to say that, and I think Dave and everybody will agree with that. I think that the Knicks are still the biggest dumpster fire in the city, although the Mets are raging. I'd still probably... It's a three-ring circus, goddammit. It's not a fucking dumpster fire. Because with the three rings... <laughs> you got them all. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, the last time I said tried to say both the Jets and the Giants were dumpster fires, and you guys were, you guys were like, no, they're not, they're not. No, they are, they are, they both are. They both are. The porta potties ain't out at Giants Stadium. God damn it. All right. But what did you think about the, the, the firing of Steve Mills there, Dave? Uh, honestly, I, I mean, it's really one of those things that you you expected to happen and needed to happen. Like Eric said, they really need to just – sadly for them started over again but i mean it's really it just comes down to them finding that right mix of people and bringing in the right players and i mean look you're not going to get any of these superstars that are you know coming out that want to play in msg their whole lives the knicks have sucked and it's it, that they don't look at it the way we do um but i do think that it's just one of those things that if they just got to find that right mix and start building it up, and before you know it, you know, they could become a competitive team, and you never know what happens from there. But it, mm. it, it was it was bound to happen, and like Eric said, you really just got to kind of tear it down and try again. Well, I still say I want to see what Perry can do without Mills there. I really do. I don't feel like we really know who Perry is just yet, and he gets a lot more of a benefit of the doubt from me than Mills does, but maybe that's just me. And the last thing I want to bring up, and then we'll talk about the Super Bowl. My cousin said this in the chat room, and details are scarce right now, but Eric, it looks like the Dodgers and Red Sox are in agreement on a trade. Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers are going to be sending a package that is going to be headlined by Alex Verdugo, who I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about. Well, thoughts? 
Thoughts are the Dodgers can pay Mookie Betts what he wants, and I'm fine shipping on out, and uh, we'll never have to play him once a year or whatever it is when we play the Dodgers. So I'm not worried about it. We'll worry about him if and when we all reach the World Series. Uh, that's that's a lot of ifs and a lot of wins. So um, for for the Yankee fans out there, I think it's a good trade. For the Boston fans out there, it's probably a good trade because – he wasn't real happy where he was at, so uh, you know it was maybe about that time. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I I would be a little upset if I was a Dodger fan right now, depending on what they get back, because Mookie Betts is one of the five best players in baseball, and I'm a little upset myself because I'm not going to be on. I'm going to be honest. You know he's a free he's a free agent after the season. The Dodgers still have to resign him. Uh, the whole off season, I was thinking. You know, with with Cohen as the as the owner, we can make a run at Mookie Betts next year, maybe Nolan Arenado, and now you just throw that right on the shitter with all the other pipe dreams you have as a Mets fan. So there's that, uh, Dave. Um, I do. I know you don't follow this as much as us, but you hear Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers. What do you think? I mean, <clears throat> it's one of the things about the Dodgers I really seem to like about them. Every year they're doing what they can to be competitive, and I just I, I, it it just is going to make them a better team and make them uh, another a front runner again, probably in the NL. Yep, yep. All right, man. All right, so let's talk Super Bowl here. I'm not going to lie; I was as much as I picked the Chiefs last week. I was pulling. For Garoppolo and the 49ers to pull it out, uh, I and the 49ers obviously lost. Chiefs won 31 to 20. Pat Mahomes named Super Bowl MVP, and I got to be honest, through the first three quarters, I didn't think Mahomes really established himself better than Garoppolo. It was all about that fourth quarter, though. It was all about that fourth quarter, and obviously Mahomes did what he had to do. Even though I got to be honest, and I think this is where we'll start, I kind of thought Damian Williams should have been named MVP, not Mahomes. And I guess I we'll start there. I 100% agree with that. I, I okay. 100% agree Damian Williams should have gotten the MVP. I get it. Garopp, or, uh, you know, Mahomes, quarterback, some of the throws he was able to make and some of the plays he had. And, like, you kind of forget he also had a rushing touchdown as well. So, I mean, yep. so that's three total touchdowns on the game. So, like mm-hmm. – I, it's not like it's far-fetched or crazy. And then when you throw in the fact that he actually lost 16 yards on his rushing yards for the game due to the kneel downs. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, all things considered, it's not like he, he put up over 300 total yards and three touchdowns. So, I'm not hating on him for getting the MVP, but I feel like Damian Williams probably should have got it, even though that one touchdown might not have been a touchdown. I don't know. I think it was too close to overturn it personally. But – Still, I, I, I'm cool with Mahomes getting it, but I would have liked to see Williams get it. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, they said it on the broadcast. They always, they when you benefit of the doubt, always goes to the quarterbacks. I get it, but I, I, I don't think they win that game without Williams doing what he was able to do. Eric, what do you think? Um, again, I agree with the sentiment of I don't think they could have won without what Williams did, but I still think that the MVP was Mahomes. Um, overall in that game, I'll be honest, it, the thing I took away most from that and, and watching them in the playoffs the last few weeks, they score faster than 
any team I could ever remember seeing. That goes with the greatest show on turf. That goes with, um, you know, any of these high-powered offenses we've seen, especially in recent years. I just – I've never seen an offense score at will the way they do and they can, whether it was a 24-point comeback against Houston, which pretty much they made up in the entire second quarter because they, they, if I'm not mistaken, did they, didn't they score 28 points in the second quarter? Uh, I think you're right on that. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. ended up yeah, having they, a halftime lead after being down 24 to nothing in the first quarter. They, you know, that um, this game kind of went how I thought it would, that they would just hit a spurt where for whatever reason, San Fran couldn't figure it out and they would end up with that. That's when they could do damage. They score fast between the eight minute mark and the two-minute mark of the fourth quarter, they scored three times. That's an average of pretty much once every two minutes the Chiefs scored, and that's with stopping San Fran twice. And that's after Mahomes threw two picks. I mean, the way he bounced back, his mental fortitude, his, I mean, his athletic ability, he, he really, to me, was the difference in that game, even though I will agree that I don't think they would have won without Williams. I just think that more of it goes on Mahomes, in my opinion. So, uh, but I gotta tell you too, not to toot my own horn, but I wasn't far off that prediction. I think I called it 31-17 last week. It was 31-20, so it kind of went the way I thought it was gonna go. But, you didn't yeah, pick I it no closer. I feel like you, I feel like you picked nope. it closer. Go back. That. Go back. I picked it. I don't, don't want to go. I don't want to go back. I'm fine. I'm good. Um. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that I, I was confident in that leap in the second half, but I feel bad for Garoppolo because uh, I will say, like I said, I feel like for most of the game, the two quarterbacks. Can I ask a question, though, why do you feel bad for Garoppolo? He's a guy who blew a 10-point fourth-quarter lead. He's the guy who still lost by double digits after blowing a 10-point fourth-quarter lead. He did nothing to help his offense. Exactly like I said last week in my analysis, I wanted to see what Jimmy G would do under the pressure. And he well, Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. I agree that the, the last interception was bad, but before that, was it really him who blew it or was it the play calling that blew it? Because I agree, it would have been nicer to see him step up, but I feel like at that point him. you're doing what you're coordinating. I'll point it out. There was a play in the fourth quarter after I believe Kansas City had scored either the first or second time, and they got the ball, and he lit, he threw one deep and missed, I believe it was Debo Samuel or Emmanuel Sanders, one of the two deep. But he just overthrew me. Flat out that was a bad – no, I, I know the throw you're talking touchdown. about. But Sanders also let up it. way too – no, he went – he let up way too early on that. And I'm not saying if he was going full sprint he would have caught it. But I'm sorry, at the time that he let up his speed, he should have kept going and maybe he makes a jump and is able to catch that. I thought that was as much his fault as the throw. He's got to hit him in stride. That's the quarterback's job is to put the ball in his bread basket in stride. That's the job. Yeah, but Sanders is a speedster. You're leading your speedster, though. Mahomes finds a way to do it. That throws on Jimmy G. I mean, look, I personally don't think people should be hating on him as bad as they are. He didn't play a horrible game. He didn't play a great game, but he didn't play horrible. And I think the game loss is more on San Francisco's play calling. But he blew that Thank throw. You. That, that throw was a touchdown. And that t- if he nails that throw, 
then that that touchdown probably keeps San Francisco in the lead and with the chance to hold the game off. So I, I I'm sorry, but if you want to be the MVP quarterback of the game, that's a throw you have to hit in the Super Bowl, and that's the kind of throw that goes down in history. Like you can't miss that throw. I just would have liked to have seen what happened if Sanders didn't let up at the moment he did. I feel like if he kept going full speed, you never know what could have happened there. So that that's my opinion on that one. But I'm also going to say, I don't think we saw Mahomes' best. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is this is groundbreaking or anything. We, do, do you honestly think we saw Mahomes' best game? Like, he played a really good six minutes in that game. That wasn't his best game. No, not even You're 100% close. right. It's not part. his best game. Yeah. So that's I'm just saying, he, 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 yeah, game of inches, game of inches. I just hope. No, 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 but Mahomes, though, you have to think about it. Mahomes did what he did, put up over 300 yards, scored three touchdowns against a defense that was supposed to shut him down. Against and Nick they were Wilson. terrible in that time. They were terrible in those six minutes. Go ahead, Eric. Listen, terrible, no. Mahomes got to him in those six minutes. Like I said, he doesn't need much to score. Kansas City doesn't <laughs> need time to score. Six minutes was plenty of time. That's the scary part. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Like Eric, you said earlier, this team can score faster than five. I mean, I was even thinking of, like, the 07 Patriots that broke all those records, 16-0, all that shit, like, even they weren't scoring as quickly as Kansas City's able to score. They just did it more consistently and, yeah, more consistently, you know, quarters four, where this Kansas like Eric said, it's just going spurts. It's like watching a basketball team go on a 20 to nothing run. <coughs> Excuse me. It's like nothing they do can go wrong. And, I mean, that's really where they get you. And even a 24-point lead isn't safe with just a matter of 15 minutes. Like, it, it's it's crazy what they can do, what the defenses that they went against. And San Francisco, like, I mean, the way the game started off, I was like, well, this is what I was expecting. But, of course, Kansas City hit that. They gave up that big third down, the 40-yard pass to Hill. And that, to me, is really kind of where the momentum kind of faded back to Kansas City. I also think one of your biggest, biggest problems – that San Francisco, or one of the bigger mistakes they made, was when they got the ball back with three timeouts and a little over a minute on the clock, and instead they just killed the clock and went to half. I mean, even getting three points in that moment, you know, changes how the game gets played. So uh, I just they, there are a lot of moments I kind of question, and now Shanahan gets to get remembered for this game, and he gets to get remembered for the twenty-eight to three against New England as the offensive coordinator of Atlanta. So. Mm-hmm. And I I will give you one thing that that Hill forty four yard completion or whatever it was, I tell you that came after he made the bread basket catch that they did the review on that got overturned. That should have been a momentum killer. And if you're the Niners defense, you have to be killing yourself for allowing them to make that big play right after it. That was terrible in my opinion that they couldn't stop it right after that and as soon as he made that throw you could tell the end was near eric no i mean i don't have much more to add like i said i just gave you my analysis i feel like i was pretty spot on i don't know what else i really need to say yeah but pat yourself on the back eric it's okay 
Now, I'll, I'll tell I you. I mean, I just you, did. I, 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 uh, <laughs> you want me to go deeper? I'll go deeper. I, I 100% put this on Jimmy G. I put it on the offense. I put it on the play calling. I put it on Shanahan. Shanahan and Jimmy G are that offense. They got to be the ones that make it go. And they didn't make it go when it counted the most. They blew a lead. And that defense that was supposed to be so stout, so good, in crunch time, in the biggest moment, Kansas City's offense came up bigger than their defense. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. I did. And I, I would have liked to have seen Shanahan trust Garoppolo with throwing the ball a little more earlier in the game, truthfully. I feel like if he was able to – because Garoppolo had a good stat line through the first half, and we didn't even talk about – uh, them not using their timeouts in that last minute before halftime. I don't know how much of a difference that would have made, really, but the fact that they played it that conservative that early, you got to go for a big, you got to go for something big uh, when you're playing a team who, like you guys have said, can score so quickly. You, you got to do a little more than playing it as conservatively as they did earlier in the game. Dave, I guess final thoughts. Uh, I I think like Eric said, I mean, really, it's on uh, Jimmy G for missing a couple throws, making a couple bad choices, bad play calling. I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that they gave Debo Samuel the ball three times, running it in the first half. He had 43 yards and never ran the ball with him one more time in the second half. Like just completely went away from what was working for them. And Shanahan once again went away from the run. I, I I just they San Francisco kind of gifted this to them, but what Kansas City not only did in the Super Bowl, but this entire playoff run has been nothing short but impressive as all hell. <laughs> and Mahomes is just getting started. It's scary to think about, but he is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how both these guys do going forward. Um, so with that, we got about five minutes, uh, about four and a half minutes left here. Uh, you guys want to talk about the uh, the MCU trailer we saw in the Super Bowl there? Falcon and Winter Soldier, a little WandaVision, a little Loki there. What would you guys think on that, Dave? I mean, Winter Soldier and Falcon, that, I think that's going to be probably the most exciting one out of all of them. I don't know what to make of WandaVision. That confused the hell out of me, so I'm curious to see what that does. and. Loki, what worries me about Loki is I feel like they're only going to just do one season, and I don't know if that's going to be like the theme of the Marvel Disney show. I don't know. I feel like you're only going to get one season of it, and that kind of disappoints me because I do like uh, Hiddleston and Loki and the character as a whole. I tell you this, in that that WandaVision thing, they did the the quick clips of her in different outfits. They did her comic book uh accurate costume in there so i tell you remember i said a few weeks ago i think they're going to do something uh, reminiscent of uh house of m and that's how they're going to bring x-men and the mutants in that trailer definitely made me feel like i could be right on that one eric well it's all gonna tie in somehow you know the snap i've heard was part of the introduction like Listen, they'll get it figured out. Um, I have no doubt about it. Marvel's got a really smart team behind them. They're very creative, come up with good ideas. So no doubt that these shows are all probably going to be pretty good um, and all, I think, tie into some movies that are either coming or, you know, have happened. So 
Um, WandaVision looks crazy. Apparently, it's supposed to start off as like a sitcom feel and then get really crazy and dark and weird and crazy, like out of this world. And I guess that's supposed to lead into Doctor Strange. Um, well, uh, Is that your train, Eric? Dave, that Are you catching the train back there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm catching the train. Um, as far as Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I kind of agree with Dave. For me, that's the show I would actually watch. Um, if not, then, you know, I Loki, I'm not sure what to make of it. I've seen some Easter egg things that I guess they're going to start introducing a whole lot more cosmic stuff with him. Um, I guess that, that jumpsuit that he's in, he gets, I guess, part of the plot is, I guess he's going to get arrested by the... Uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't. I don't Time remember travel, what they call. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, something, something agency. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, and they they apparently monitor and make sure that nobody screws up timelines and does you know anything crazy to really mess up the multiverse. But I, I don't know. There's a lot of crazy, crazy thoughts, ideas, um, you know, out there. Um, I think She-Hulk's another one that I didn't see any promo for, but I'm kind of interested. Oh, that, in that we're still a like, few years. We're still a few yeah, years. Yeah, but I feel like they that. still got to do. They still got more of the Hulk storyline to tell before they just go and introduce another Hulk. So I don't know where they're gonna go with that. Um, I really hear a lot about like the Thunderbolts being introduced in like Falcon and Winter Soldier, and maybe even in Black Widow um, when that comes out in May. So there's there, there's a lot of things going on, but uh, I think. Much like you guys, I'm just excited for it, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, so we got about they a needed, minute left. They needed to bump the Disney subscriptions back up. I mean, everybody dumped it after the Mandalorian season ended. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's going to do it for us here tonight. Guys, thank you both for being here tonight. Very quick last words, Dave Hastings. Never stop being you. You, you two just never stop being you. It's amazing, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric Tressler. Stay sweaty, and to that gutless puke, hashtag gutless puke, that won't reveal their ballot, and won't name who that they won't name Jeter to the Hall of Fame. I don't think we have enough Screw time that for guy that. guy or her, <laughs> whoever it was. But, I mean, that to me is just an abomination. So um, stand up. If you vote that way, explain your vote. Don't hide right. behind anonymity, and that's what I got to stay. Stay sweaty. Thank you. Yeah, stay sweaty. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I am Mike Aglia-Laurel. We will see you all next week.